Welcome to the Bloom Podcast. I'm your host, Bridget. Now let's grow together. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Bloom. I hope you are having an awesome day. It is beautiful here in Kentucky, so wherever you are listening, I hope it is beautiful where you are as well. This month, I've been talking a lot about love. We are still in the month of February. We've talked about loving yourself. We've talked about loving relationships with my husband. And this week, we're going to talk about loving others well. And I want you all to just pretend like I am Paul McCartney and John Lennon. I'm singing this song for you, but I want you to think about the song, All You Need Is Love. So let's do it together. There's nothing you can do that can't be done. Nothing you can sing that can't be sung. There's nothing you can know that isn't known and nothing you can see that isn't shown. All you need is love. Love is all you need. And to me, this song is about, you know, just what is that difference? And that difference to me is love, you know, because you or I or anyone else, there isn't anything that we can learn that hasn't already been learned. There isn't anything that can be known that isn't already known or that can't be figured out, but it's time to stop trying to prove that you're different from everyone else, that you're better to, or even just to yourself and just love, just love everyone. Love is the difference. This song was originally written in 1967 by the Beatles, and they were set to perform this live international performance called Our World, and they wanted to have a song that could be understood by everyone in all countries, all nationalities, in all languages, and that universal language is love. And that's still true today. Love is the universal language. It doesn't need any words because it's not what we say. It's what we are. It is an action. It's something we show and do. Love is everything. As humans, we are wired for love and connection from the moment we are created. We were designed to feel love and connection and to love others. We thrive and grow where we are loved. So think about the love between a parent and child and how that child depends on that parent, that mother, that father, that caregiver for love and support to be fed and nurtured. You know, you've got the romantic love between two people in relationships. You've got love that's found in in your best friendships. We were created for love, to love and to be loved. We were not meant to be alone. So as you listen to this episode today, I want you to think about a few things. I want you to think about what is your definition of love? What does it mean to you? Write it out. Push pause. If you're not driving down the road, if you're not in the shower, wherever you are, take some time to go back and reflect. You can, I'll have these in the show notes. You can go back and reflect later, but write it out. What characteristics do you use to define love? What does that mean to you? And I also want you to think about how are you loving others today? What are you doing right now to show love to those you encounter? And then I want you to take that one step further. And I want you to think about how can you love them more intentionally? How can you extend love, not just inside your home, but outside of your family, outside of your home, outside of your circle, and show more love to those around you? I believe right now we live in a world, there's a lot of hurt, there's a lot of sadness, there's a lot of brokenness, there's a lot of division. And there's also a lot of loneliness. And at a time when 
We have so much access to connection through technology and and tools like social media, virtual chat capabilities, instant messaging. We are so disconnected and more alone than ever. I think we've really seen a lot of this increase and propel since the pandemic. But I also believe that we have the ability to change the trajectory of what we see happening around us today. And I think that starts with love. The two most important things that we were called to do is to love God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first commandment. And the second is to love people. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love God and love people. So the Beatles were right. Love is really all you need. There's not some 500-page manual that we have to flip through and figure out to try and, and navigate through this life. It is really so simple and straightforward and clear. We make it so complicated. We think that we're, we're better off. We think that we're more connected, but we're not. Another verse that I wanted to share with you that I think ties into this episode as well is 1 Corinthians 16, 14, and it says to do everything in love. Not some things, not most things, but everything in love. Have you actually stopped to think about how your actions in this way, you know, and, and what you're doing, whether or not you are really showing love? If I'm being honest, I don't. I don't think about every single thing I do and how that's that's loving others. And if I'm being completely honest, I'm embarrassed to say, but there's a lot of things that I do out of habit rather than out of intentionality. And when you think about doing everything out of love, that really changes the game. You know, how many times do we tell someone, I love you out of habit rather than actually showing them how we love them? You're getting off the phone or you're sending a text, love you, send the kissy face emoji. Or my favorite way of responding, you know, is with a thumbs up or the heart or the exclamation point or the question mark. We have become so passive in our ways of showing love that it is no wonder that we feel so alone and disconnected. I don't even have to tell you now. I can just heart your message and you're supposed to know that I love it. I do it too. For those of you that are listening that get those messages from me, I'm going to work on this. So I'm asking you to hold me accountable. And, And this is not easy. You know, this is, I do it all the time. It's my way of showing you that I read your message. I love what you said. It's quick. It's instant because that's the world. That's the way that we live in today. You know, that's that fast paced move on to the next. I don't have to give an explanation. I can just like it, heart it. And it's enough to let the other person know, got it, love it. Now I'm moving on. And for those of you listening that get those texts from me, I want you to hold me accountable because this is something that I really want to work on moving forward. I want those who are close to me, who are connected with me to feel loved by me. Because at this stage of my life, I don't want to just love out of habit because that's what I do. That's what I'm typically used to. I don't want routine when it comes to love and you shouldn't either. If you love me, show me. If you care about me, show me. Don't tell me I'm important in your life and not show me ways that I am. You know, I want deeper connections built out of real love, not this instant love that's defined by today's standards. So please challenge yourself, challenge me. We're, we're in this together. Mel Robbins shared recently And it it really resonated with me, but she shared on her Instagram page, just because you say you love me doesn't mean I feel loved by you. I felt that at times in relationships, and I'm sure at some point in your life, 
you probably have too. So let's be mindful of not just speaking love, but really showing love. And again, same goes for me because I am not perfect. What I desire from others, I got to check myself. I've got to make sure that I'm asking myself, how am I showing up for those that I love? How am I being intentional in the ways that I'm showing love to others? Am I just doing what's expected of me? What's become out of habit? Or am I truly taking the time to make sure that those around me feel seen and known and loved? I've got work to do, like I said, but it doesn't have to be hard. It was so simple. Just as I shared earlier, love God, love people. And oftentimes we think that we've got to do these big things to get big results, but really we don't have to go across the country to make a difference. We can go across the street. It's that easy. Every day there is an opportunity to love someone around you. And by touching those around us with love, it creates a ripple effect that's going to be felt by many and it's going to be multiplied. You all know my favorite Mother Teresa quote is if you want to bring happiness into this world, go home and love your family. And I believe that. I believe that it starts with my family. I believe it starts with my girls and what I'm trying to instill in them today that they'll take with them as they get older and go out into this world. But I want you to take it one step further. I want you to think about this and taking love with you on the go. Take it with you. Take it to the office. Take it to the soccer field. And if you know me, I'm taking it to McDonald's. I'm going to smile. I'm going to be polite. I'm going to give a compliment. Take love with you. Let it be something that you put on every single day when you're thinking about what you're going to wear for the day. Love is your best accessory. We talk a lot about accessories in my household with four girls. So accessories are huge. But love doesn't have to be something that we reserve just for our home, just for our inner circle, just for the friends that we know. It should be shared with everyone. Our family, our friends, our coworkers, your classmates, and complete strangers. Some of these are easy. You know, the people that we know. It's easy to love our people, isn't it? You know, those that we're around the most, those that we interact with, those that we're sending those messages to, those that you share a last name with, a house with, an office with. But what about the people that you don't know that well? What about the people that everyone avoids? Better yet, what about the people that hurt you, that don't support you, that don't invite you to sit at their table? You know, that natural reaction is to probably not show them love because they've wronged you. You know, it may be avoidance, retaliation, anger, bitterness, a variety of things. You know, it's a lot of emotions involved with that when someone hurts you. But I want you to sit with this for a minute. I want you to think about instead of responding with those reactions, think about responding with love. You know, when someone doesn't love you back or when someone hurts you, what is your first instinct? Is it to respond out of love or is it to respond out of retaliation? Because if you step back and you think about it and you remove emotions from it, which is something that I'm trying to work on, I'm still working on it, and you respond with love, I can promise you every interaction is going to be different. That person still may not like you. You may not change their point of view. But what happens is when you do this, it gives you the power. It gives you the peace. It allows you to not be so consumed with the situation or how the other person responded because you're acting from a space of love and forgiveness. And again, I've been trying to work on this over the past few years and really step outside and remove myself from these situations 
take my emotions out of it and evaluate it from a different perspective. It's not easy. And I don't do it well a hundred percent of the time. So I don't want you to sit here and think because I'm on this platform that I'm telling you, I've got it all figured out because I do not. I'm saying this in hopes that maybe it will help you as well. But what happens when I do this is it brings me so much more peace. And it is hard not to take things personal. When someone hurts you and someone wrongs you, we make it about us. We make it about us because we're the victim. You know, we were wronged. And that normal response is to respond the same way that that we were treated. But that's not the right way to respond. You know, love is never about me. It's always about we. So instead of making this about you, what if you viewed it through the lens of the other person? Because one thing that I've learned is I've been trying to go through this process. I've learned that 99% of the time when someone is projecting their negative emotions or their hurtful actions on you, it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them because they're coming from a space of hurt and wounds that they haven't healed yet. When you can remove that emotion and think through it from that viewpoint, through their lens, you begin to understand that it's not personal towards you, it's personal towards them. And it stems back to an experience or belief that they have to work through, not you. Does it still hurt? Yes, it hurts. But it's not as bad when you see it that way. Because you start to gain things like compassion and empathy for them, and you want to help them. They may not have the capacity to understand how to love. You know, maybe no one's ever shown them how. You know, a lot of us aren't afforded the opportunity to be raised or to be surrounded by people that love us. But this is an opportunity for you. This is an opportunity for you to help them rewire a new belief and to show them what it means to be loved, what it means to be forgiven, what it means to show compassion and empathy, what it means to be a light. And by being a light, I don't mean being boastful. You know, genuine love isn't going to demand attention. It's just going to do it. You're not going to want everybody to notice you or to compliment you or to pat you on the back. Great job for loving that person because that's not what true love is about. You know, when someone has wronged us or makes a mistake, they don't need you to tell them and everybody else what they did wrong. They just need you to love them as they are with their mistakes and their brokenness. I shared a story on an earlier podcast about the Japanese art of Kintsugi and how they fill broken pieces of pottery with gold when it's cracked. And rather than throwing that pottery out, it's rebuilt with beautiful shimmering streaks of gold that is more beautiful than it was before. So think about how can you fill someone's brokenness? You can fill it with love. That's the gold. I was reading my devotional the other morning as I was preparing for this podcast, and I kept seeing so many affirmations about what I was jotting down because everything I read pointed to loving others. I had six or eight different things that I picked up and all of them were about love. One of my devotionals was talking about how we will be remembered. And it went on to explain that the love we leave behind is our legacy. We're not going to be known for our thoughts and our opinions, but we're going to be known for how we loved others. This takes me back to my dad's funeral. And I remember when we were writing out his obituary and he wanted to list all the accolades and accomplishments and all the boards that he had served on. All that had to be included. 
But what I remember most was that his visitation is the stories that people shared and that they still share, you know, when I see them out today about how he helped them or how he was kind to them, how he believed in them and how he loved them well. That means more than any title, any accolade or any accomplishment that you will ever receive in your life. That is your legacy, how well you love others. If you're trying to figure out your purpose or your calling in life, start with love. Make your life about loving people. Ask for opportunities to love someone. Give me someone close to you, someone that you know, someone that you don't know, someone around you that just needs to be shown love. Because I can promise you, they are out there. In the mornings, I write down in my Project You Guide book what the most important action item is for that day. And I always write down, love God and love people. Because when I focus on that, it doesn't matter what I do throughout the day. It doesn't matter where I work, whose mom I am, who I'm married to, any of those achievements that I've earned. What matters is that I love others and I shine a light that points them to Christ. That's my legacy. That's what I'm trying to build. So what legacy are you leaving today? Don't just tell someone you love them. Show someone you love them. Do small things with great love. Fill them with that gold. And until next time, I'll talk to you soon.